right, and we are back for another episode, the Thursday edition of the Goat Entertainment Podcast presented by Goat Entertainment. Tonight, we are your hosts. My name is Nick Borden. I am Walker Kurt. And as you can tell, it's only two of us tonight. There is no there is no Joshua Robinson. no Joshua Robinson. This is a first in four years of doing this podcast. Josh has never missed an episode until tonight. And so, hey, you know what? While our parents is away, the boys are going to play. Ain't that right, Walter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's time to do what we want to do. How about that? Hey, it's time. We're just going to chop it up and just have some fun with us tonight. Walker, I wanted to hear your thoughts first. Um, Tuesday's episode was pretty wild, if, we, uh, if we're being honest with ourselves. I, uh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It was – yeah, we went crazy at the end. It got real crazy. It was yeah. fun, though. Yeah, I got some I got some touched about it, you know. I uh, Oh. Oh, man, you know, they thought I was coming after women, which I wasn't, you know, we are the number one feminist podcast in North Alabama. And because I, of that, yeah, I treat women as equally as men, you know, so I'm gonna hold you to the course. That's what we believe here in entertainment. So that's all I was doing. So that is my defense. No further questions <laughs> about it at this time. <laughs> but yeah, what, what do you think your girlfriend, Emily, would think about the rant that I had to give? I have no I I have zero idea how much you would react to that because you went you went from one edge to like the other edge and like yeah. you went somewhere else and I was yeah. just the whole time I was just like what yeah. the hell is going do, on right do you, now? do you catch her like on a lot of y'all's like mutual friends uh does she comment a lot of stuff on like your friends posts on Instagram she doesn't comment but she does like a lot of stuff yeah okay. she, she's in the shadows she's in the shadows just gotcha. like okay so liking is okay and where I was getting with that was just like the comments bro like it's exhausting. Just imagine you're on Instagram all day and you're having a, you know, almost like for the day you have to copy and paste. All right, this will be my response today. Can I be you? Copy, paste, send it, you know? Yeah. But hey, man, you know, that was fun. I enjoyed it. It had been on my heart for about three years. And I could I'm, feel I could feel that it had been on your heart. And I, I, could feel felt, I felt the Met Gala and talking about it was just like the perfect uh, perfect way to, uh, to intro perfect that. Segue. Yeah. Perfect segue. But yeah, so Walker – as Auburn fans, we've got a big game this weekend. We're big going time. up into Happy Valley, going up against the Nittany Lions. I'm excited because it's like our first big test of the season under Brian Harson yep. to see how the team is prepared, what we're going to look like. And honestly, after watching their first game against Wisconsin, I wasn't wildly impressed with them. And the biggest thing that's going on this week, Walker, is that their head coach, James Franklin, is being tied to the USC coach coaching job and it supposedly has some interest in it so i don't know really? about you but to me that sounds pretty good because that means he's going to be distracted the, co- the the rest of the players are going to be distracted i don't know what do you think about this matchup going into it i am extremely excited extremely extremely excited all my friends that are all fans uh we're in the group chat and we are just going we're going crazy man yeah. uh i put in i heard today i read the stat today that said the last why the last 16 wideout games for penn state have they they've gone eight and eight Ooh. so they finna go eight nine because Auburn's about yeah. to come in there, go be aggressive, man. We're gonna put that SEC football on them. Do you know how excited I am for this? I am so 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 excited. Um, I'm pretty confident going in. Like you said, Penn State's last uh, two games, I haven't also not been impressed that impressed. Um, obviously they're good. They're ranked where they are for a reason. But like, I they don't put the fear in me like a lot of other teams do that are out of conference. So I think Auburn definitely doesn't have a chance. Um. I'm not really sure on a final score or anything like that. But I do think it's going to be a really consistent game, and we're going to give them some different looks because Brian Harson, I'm a Brian Harson believer. At this point, so far, I think I am. I, I trust him. 
he see like like we said the other day, he is a winner. You can feel it. You can see it in his eyes. I feel like he's a bad loser. So if they lose, like it's gonna all hell's gonna break loose in that right. in that locker room. Absolutely. So I I think he minimizes the mistakes in practice. I can the penalties against Alabama State uh, on Saturday were kind of were kind of crazy. They're gonna come out play some good smart football not make mistakes, try to minimize the penalties. I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm hoping for hoping for a nice little Auburn win. Um, all, all the Auburn fans are going up there this weekend. Y'all stay safe up there. Y'all stay hey, safe, man. Protect yourselves. Safe. Protect yourselves yeah. up there in Happy Valley. Don't, don't let yeah, me get exactly. too happy up in there. Um, <laughs> what I, dude, what's blown my mind this season, I already knew going in Tank Bidsby was going to be amazing. But, dude, yes. our running back trio that we have, of him, we have freaking Jarquez Hunter, the true freshman, has been superb in the first two games. I mean, he had a 94-yard touchdown run against Alabama State, untouched. Nobody even got close to touchdown. Bellissimo, beautiful. And that, and that excitement, too, because it's like when we have such a good running game, that frees up Bo Nix yes. to be able to start Everything. making plays. Yeah. It opens up the entire field for us. And so that's what really we've been lacking the first two years under Bo Nix, granted. Tank did play some last year, but with it kind of being established that this is his team now, I think it just sets Bonich up for success. And, dude, I'm just honestly so excited. Like you said, I'm not going to make a scoring prediction right now just because, obviously, we've scored 122 points in the first two games, which under Gus yeah. Malzahn, that would have never happened. Because he, yeah. Gus Malzahn always took his foot off the gas, and Brian Harsh is the complete opposite of that. He's like, we're going to keep yeah. – we're going to make them pay. So I'm not yeah. going to make a scoring prediction just because – Penn State is a defensive team, but yeah. I, I'll say this, I, I think we can win this I'm, game. I, we can definitely win this game. Also, let me say this. Our defense is looking good. Our yeah. defense is looking really, really good, especially compared to when Gus was here, especially compared to the last two seasons with Gus. Our defense looks really good, like really, really good, like a lot more consistent. Defensive line is putting the pressure on everybody. Um, I know Akron and Alabama State are, like, not the best schools of, like, all time, but, like, it's still positive to see oh, yeah. because we've had sca- – like, we have had scares with Gus Malzahn at the helm with smaller schools like that. Like, we have experienced scares. I mean, whenever, like, multiple whenever times. we played Jacksonville State, what, a year or two years ago, we only won by one touchdown. It's like – Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's not supposed to be like that, man. They're coming over here. They're, they come to Auburn. They got to experience the crowd, and then we still only win by one touchdown. Like, a win is a win, yes, at the end of the day, but, like, we got to show some dominance, and we have shown that over yeah. the past week. I forget how many points we scored and how many points we've let up, but, like, it's a it, lot, it's, a lot, a lot. It's to 122 win. to 10. That's insane. That's insane. That is insane. Insane. And I, I'm so excited. I can't yeah. – like, Saturday, Saturday I am playing in the soccer tournament earlier in the day, but the second – I get home. That game is going to be on my TV screen. I'm going to be locked in. I'm going to be driving home with the game on the radio. Like, it's, I'm locked in. It feels good to have hope again, doesn't it, Walter? It's beautiful. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. We are Auburn fans. As a fan base, we do get very excited sometimes. But yeah. it's a, like this This actually feels like stability. Like, is this I mean, what stability feels like? Is this what last, it feels like? like I mean, the amazing. last couple of years, I felt, I guess we, we know what it feels like to be Tennessee fans. The last couple yeah. of years because it's just been so all over the place. And I just think, I mean, Brian Harson has just been really just a godsend for Auburn. I just said when they first brought him in, I was like, who? And then when I looked at his record, I'm like, okay, this guy is a bona fide winner. Yeah. He brings that winning It took mentality. me – see, what what convinced me Brian Harson like, initially was watching his interviews after yeah. games. Oh, like, my gosh. He just – 
he seems like he know like he seems like a man. Like he seems like he knows what he wants yeah. out of his players, out of the coaching staff, and he looks like he's the alpha dog in the room. Oh yeah, and like that's so it's so needed. And he doesn't look like he's nice, but he seems like a, he seems like a good guy. Doesn't seem like he's nice. He's not he's calling like, anything. Slide. He's, t- he's tough, but he's there, which he needs to be. Exactly. Exactly. And Gus just seemed sometimes, you know, obviously he get mad or whatever at some points, but sometimes Gus would, he you was know, too, like the he last was too buddy, he, buddy. He was too buddy, buddy. With he, was, he was really buddy, buddy. And the last, yeah. you know, there's a couple of games where after the games that they lost, he didn't seem too upset about it or games that we won. And he just was like over the moon. It's like, bro, chill. It's just like week five win yeah. over X I mean, team. Like it's not that big of a deal. You know, I mean, Bo's a freshman season when we went nine and four, we had – the defense was so good, we should have gone to the national championship. But because of how inconsistent the offense was, and he couldn't he couldn't play to Bo's strengths. And it obviously showed because we all wanted Bo to be benched, you know, with the first couple of years of it. But now it's looking like, oh, no, Bo wasn't the problem at all. It was Gus's offensive schemes. That yeah, it was the offense, yeah. That everybody had figured out five years ago. So Yeah. But it's yeah, exciting times, man. I'm excited for this season. Uh after this, after this, we after this week, we still got some very, very, very hard oh, games coming yes, up. Yes. Yeah, the schedule's looking real rough. But I am, hey, I am I, glad that we moved Georgia to the middle of the season because it's not yeah. like we're playing Georgia and then Alabama back to back. I do like, like yeah, and I, I always hated that playing really, really physical game against Georgia and then going into Alabama and another physical team. Like it's just it, it sucks. But schedule's yeah. got is going better for us this year in terms of like teams that we play at the time that we play them. But the schedule's still really, 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 really hard. So yeah. we'll see what happens, man. I'm still – even if we lose a couple games, which I truly believe that we will. Like, there's no way that we go undefeated. But Probably either not. way, like, if, no. if, I, if I see good things out of this team and losses, I'm going to be so excited. Because usually, like, last year, the last couple of years, whenever we lost, it was, like – it was just gut-wrenching because we didn't show any moxie or anything. Right. Hopefully this year, whenever we lose, we look a little bit better, still play hard, you know, stuff like that. So. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, speaking yeah. of just college football, man, did you see that video over the weekend of this cat that was just hanging on for dear life on, what? like, the upper deck, and everyone's freaking out, screaming. It's trying to scream on yes. for dear, dear life, and it falls. Yeah. And one lucky guy, he catches it, and he holds it up in the air. like similar. In the American flag. In the that American was flag. one of the best <laughs> videos I've ever seen in my life. Like, So, bro, I was – yeah, I was scrolling through Twitter, and I – so, I saw the video – like from like as the person posted it or whatever yeah. i didn't see it from like espn or anything so i didn't even know what the heck was going on so i opened it up and i just see a cat just like freaking out and i was like what is going on is this not a football game and the cat falls and i was like what is going on and then you know they catch it he holds the cat up like simba Bro, it was that, it was the most amazing i wish that would have been there ever seen. oh dude I'm, that's yeah. what I'm saying. at first when i flipped on the video i thought like a fight was breaking out or something because everyone was yeah. like, kind of screaming. And then I look up, and it, just this little tiny cat is, you know, dangling for dear life. Yeah, yeah. No, that was uh, I did not – I was going to say, I did not like how after the cat – after they caught the cat, held him up for a little bit. The cat started freaking out, and, like, they yeah, didn't the let go. The cat scratched the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, all right, let the cat go. I don't know yeah. where the cat's going to go in a Bro, bad imagine, football game. But. Imagine if the guy had, like, kept the cat. Like, no, yeah, no, right. and took it home. <laughs> As a treasure piece, yeah. I wonder what happened to that cat. We should probably we – well, I wonder if it, that. I wonder if it's one of those cats that just lives in the stadium, you know? That's probably true. That's that probably a real possibility. That does happen from time to time in sports stadiums. It does. So, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. 
Wild. Yeah, shout out to you. I, yeah, shout out to you guys. Shout out to that whole friend group that caught that cash. Shout out hey, to you. Shout out. The cat, you know, probably has eight lives now instead of nine, but still. <laughs> it's still here with yeah. us on this earth, so we appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Walker, you uh, a few months ago, you had an incident where we had to put you on trial. And uh, we yes. had to, uh, you, ha- you had to watch some, uh, some of the Bachelorette for us. Yeah, that was one of our most popular episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, with, uh, with the, the trial of Walker Kirk. Y'all don't yeah. listen to that if you haven't, honestly, it's players. That was iconic. It just yes. worked out beautifully for, for everyone. Yeah. It was yes. great, great content. <laughs> we were able to get, we were, I was able to skip a season of The Bachelorette and Walker watched it instead. It <laughs> um, but, dude, Paradise is season. I, and I talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, it's also a good thing that Josh isn't here because Josh hates when I'm talking about The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. But, bro, when I tell you, other than Outer Banks, that consistently, like, Bachelorette recaps are, like, our top are our top podcast, bro. Everybody likes to hear these recaps. And so I want to talk about it for just a minute. We have, no, we have a situation where this guy, Brendan, who finished third on Tasha's season, so he made it to the hometowns on the Fantasy Suite day, but then he chose to leave because he just wasn't in love with The Bachelorette. So we have him. He's been single. He's been one of the top guys on the market for the Bachelorette franchise for the last year. And you also have this young lady named Piper, gorgeous girl that just came off of a Matt James season. Well, they started talking right before Paradise, and they hung out a few times, went out on a few dates, hung out in some group settings. Everyone was seeing them. Paparazzi photos were coming out, and they both decided to go to Paradise. Well, Brendan went on first, Walker, and he – the name of the game of Paradise is just like regular, where it's like regular uh, Bachelor, Bachelor, where you're trying to get a rose to stay. Yeah. Except for there's a lot more options, obviously, for you. And so he ended up talking with this girl named Natasha, who was on a couple seasons ago and also hosts a Bachelor podcast from the Bachelor franchise called Clickbait with a couple other people. And so she's well liked within the franchise. And he started talking to her, and, you know, he. He was kind of being more shy with her. You know, he was kind of just getting a rose. Well, as soon as Piper came down, she said, hey, Brendan, I want to take you on a date. Not, hey, Brendan, can we go talk? Because normally what would happen is, Walter, they'd go down and, you know, they'd say, hey, can I talk, you know, to a few of the guys or whatever, or if it's a guy, talk to a few of the girls. Well, she says, hey, Brendan, I want to take you on the date. He's like, all right, no problem. And then, boom, everyone starts freaking out. I mean, because they, uh, he had told Natasha that, yeah, they had hung out a couple times, but, you know, they weren't dating. They weren't boyfriend and girlfriend. And so all of a sudden, everyone starts freaking out on him because they, uh, they're like, they pre-planned this. They premeditated this. They just destroyed Natasha's chances of finding love and just ruined her time here and all that stuff. And so they essentially, this last rose ceremony, Walker, they, this big group of them came up to confront Brendan basically, you know, this whole big old mob mentality coming after him and they're like, hey, you know, you should leave. Why would you do that? He's like, look, had we not, we would have never gotten the amount of time together while we're here if we were in the real world because we have real world responsibilities and obligations. Of course, of course. Right. And so everyone just starts freaking out. And so finally they're like, you know what, forget it. We're just going to go home, get out of here. And the host of this season, Wells, the bartender, who Wells was a, uh, actually a former contestant a few years ago, but they've turned into the bartender, kind of just has another personality. He decides to get a rose and give it to Natasha, even though he doesn't normally hand out roses just because he's a host. And they, uh, you know, they're trying to 
everyone's like, oh, you know, Natasha deserves to find love, which I understand. But this whole thing of trying to bully people out, because this is the second night in a row, Walker, where people have basically gotten bullied out of paradise because they thought they had premeditated a relationship. And they're like, that's not what this is for. And my bit, and here's where I want to get your opinion on this, Walker, is that the first season, the second season of Paradise, okay, it was a big deal if people were like premeditating this. But now everyone talks, man. With social media, everyone's DMing each other. Everybody's hanging out in LA, New York, Chicago, Miami. Everybody's connected. And so I'm just trying to find fault where Brent, I mean, they could have executed their plan better. But I don't understand why everyone's freaking out, you know. Like, this is, at the end of the day, this is a TV show. Like, everybody's there for the clout. Everybody's there for the followers. So why, you know, why are you going to call someone out when, you know, if you could have done that, if you had someone you were already kind of into, you would have done the same thing. So what are, what are your thoughts on this? And how, if you were a contest, contested on Paradise, and, you know, one of your boys had, you know, kind of pre-planned, you know, meeting and hanging out with this girl who he was already kind of talking to. Like, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, so I don't really think it's a big deal, first off. Right. Second off, it's inevitable because of social media. Like, it's just – it's inevitable. When did The Bachelor – when was The Bachelor's first season? Like, mid-2000s? Was that is so that The correct? Bachelor started out in, yeah, very, like, 2000, 2001. Okay, okay. So, really early 2000s, actually. No. So, at that time – Cell phones were a thing, but ain't nobody connected like that. Nobody's connected like that. Nobody really got connected until probably the mid-2010s. Dude, so it's honestly, like it's I'll say 2016, 2017 is when, you know, this kind of started becoming a real thing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's inevitable. Like, yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. Stuff like that, to me, is just people overreacting. Like, I know things are supposed to be a certain way, whatever, whatever, but times are changing. People get connected. If my, like, say you were already hanging out with a girl that was on the show, like, I don't even know, uh, like a couple of months before or whatever, and you guys met up in Nashville or whatever. Like, well, it's not even a big deal, honestly, because I still, even though you guys have a cool relationship already, she already knows a lot about you. She still would assume, I would assume, want to know stuff about me. So, like, it's still, it's not really even playing field, but you can still get what you need to get out of the right. show if you need it which is the followers, which is potentially the girl, which is the clout, which is more girls that you get kicked off the show. Like, it's a win-win for everybody. Like, I don't really, you know, it's not a big deal. To me, man. Yeah. It's, it's chill. It's one of those things like, hey, man, don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Like, or hate, yeah, or hate society. Like, it's yeah. like, what, it's not even a big deal. Yeah. And my thing is, too, I think the reason they freaked out so much is because it was Natasha that was kind of, you know, getting, like, you know, the raw end of the bargain with this. Just because, you know, she is, you know, a predominant person within the franchise, seeing that she hosts a Bachelor Nation podcast, I think if, oh, okay. it, was, if it was anyone else, I think they would have just been like, hey, you know, tough luck, you know, you hate to see it. But because it was her, and the longer she's on, the more than that podcast and, you know, the different things are actually going to get exposure to. And so that helps them at the end yeah. of the day. So I think just a bunch of, you know, fake freaking out all over nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's what it is. Yeah. yeah. The big, and the biggest thing for me is like this whole mob mentality. They're like, this has never happened before Walker where they're getting people, they're running people off left and right. I yeah. Mean, it happened in, it happened in the other season that I watched. Yeah. Like it happened in my season too. So like it's, yeah. yeah. You would also be interested to hear uh, 
your boy Thomas Walker. He's a, he's dating right now on the show. Oh, a, Thomas. a former bachelorette, Becker Trufrin. This is the first former lead to come back onto Paradise after having a failed relationship. So he, him and a former bachelorette are kind of matching right now. That's kind of crazy that somebody likes Thomas. I don't like yeah. Thomas. Yeah. A lot of people don't like Thomas. I mean. Yeah, Aaron, what a jerk. Yeah. yeah. Thomas Aaron, is a jerk. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron is still there on the show, and he is not happy that Thomas is there at all. I wouldn't be. Hey, if I was in there, I'd be trying to kick Thomas out. I'd be scheming everything. I'd be trying yeah. to get him kicked off the show. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, we got that. The last thing I, I just wanted to ask you about, which is we haven't had a chance to, to talk to you about it, and it's been a big trend on uh, TikTok, a lot of the sports teams, a lot of people just asking, what do you think? Donda or Certified Lover Boy? Oh, he didn't have to do that. <laughs> he didn't have to do that. So, I've had a few weeks to let them both marinate. Yep. Uh, objectively, the straight up yes or – I mean, either or, I'm going Donda. And Shout out. Yes, both, sir. <laughs> I'm going Donda. I'm going Donda. And the reason why is because, like, like I said, like objectively, like straight up what it is, is because – a lot of the songs on Donda are like the bad, like the bad songs are really not that good at all. Um, and the bad songs on Drake's album are like, like they're better than the bad songs on Donda. But the high, but the highs on Donda wow. to me are just there. There's probably, I don't even know how to put it into words, but like the highs on Donda's are on Donda is so much better to me than CLB. Yeah. I only listen to two songs on CL, probably three songs on CLB. On Donda, I'm listening like five or six consistently. Yeah. Like Bro. all the like it's I, it's still in my rotate like Dude. I and the, the thing f- is the like first that time sound, the first time I heard jail with my headphones on. Yeah. Bro, with the, the synthesizers, oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, dude. So like the produce like the producing and like the, the sound like just straight up the sound on Donda is just to me like it's untouchable to me. I love it. Um that type of sound in general, like that's why I love Kid Cudi. That's why I love Kanye. That's why I love – I don't even know. I don't even know who else to put in there. Like, that's why I love, like, older, like, R&B type stuff. Like, just the sound. Like, the sound of stuff is so amazing. And it Donda feels more, com- like, complete. Like, not a playlist. It feels like one big old thing. It's a CLB is still re- what it is. Yeah. CLB, it's not one of – and the thing is, it's not even Kanye's, like, top five album. Like, it's not even – it's not even in the – like even in the same realm like you can't even say i don't even know what you want to say kanye prize like three or four albums that you can say are his best but like drake's clb feels more like a playlist it's still really really good there's a lot of there's a lot of good songs on there um like tsu like tsu to me is like the best song on there i like that a lot or uh or the Peb- uh cobblestone song uh, I forget what it's called, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then the song with Jay Z, like those three songs Bro. are really, really, really good to me. Yeah. But the song, but Jay Z's feature on Donda is better. Like I don't, yes. like you know, like it's cra- it's crazy. Um, I also am on the side of saying, you know, why do you got to choose, man? Why can't we just like them both? Why can't we appreciate them both? Because, I'm on that hey, side. That's to, that's that's society, bro. They're not letting us. They're not letting us like them both, bro. Hey, I love. Hey, I'll just say this for everybody that listened all the way through to right here. I love them both. I love them both. I'm going li- to continue to listen to them both. With Drake's stuff, with Drake's albums and stuff, sometimes, and usually this is the case for me, I listen to it when it comes out, don't really listen to it much, and then like a couple months later, I'll come back and see songs that like age well, and if they age well, then they're stuck in my playoffs forever. Like, uh, 
like Time Flies mm-hmm. um, from the from his previous album. Like I listen to that song all the time. It's one of my most played songs this year. And I didn't listen to it that much when it first came right. out. So it's just, you know, it, if you like your music, hey man, if you like the music, listen to the music. Yeah. It's not crazy. It's not crazy at all. Not a crazy concept. If you like something, you like it. You don't have to hate something else. You can like them both. It's fine. It's totally fine. I find, and correct me if I'm wrong in my thinking, <clears throat> I, I think of Kanye more as an album guy, as a work of art, like an entire, you know, this is it. And I think of Drake more as a singles guy. Like you can name you know, yes. three, four songs. You're like, ah, oh, bro, Drake for yes. killed that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. Drake's most popular album, uh, what's the one with his face on it? I'm, so, I, oh, I'm right. sorry. I'm looking. I don't think, actually, I see it right now. See yeah, it's so it's either well. Take care is obviously take care. Some people say it's his best one, but then it's the album after that that some people say is his best one. Both of Take Care is pretty much a full album. Like it's pretty much a story, and that's his best album. Like it's, this music is just better. And the next one is also like a story kind of sorta. Yeah, and it just you know it just makes the music better. And when Kanye does the college dropout and like has skits in there, like it's it just makes music better as just. Full albums, but Drake. But you, what you said is right. Drake makes like playlists, type of albums and singles type of albums. Then Kanye does the full like we're doing a full story, full project. All these sound, all these songs mean something to me personally. Like you know, and I love it. I love it all. But yeah, I'm telling Pitt. I'll give me Donda. Give me give me Donda. Bro, I felt with Donda. I you know I wondered about this, and now that I'm really thinking about it, I think it's almost genius how he did it. You'll notice Kanye never put any of the features on any of the songs as far as like underneath, you know, like the titles, you know, like Kanye featuring Jay-Z, you know, he had Ariana Grande, yeah. The weekend. He never did any of that. And I think it's genius because whenever artists do that, they're like, oh, man, I'm sure this song inspired. They're, they're going to scroll up here and skip. But Donda, yeah. bro, you were forced to listen to all 27 of those tracks. Uh, you're going to sit there for those hour 47 minutes. For that hour 47 minutes or whatever it was. And I think yeah. now that I really think about it, I'm like, that was absolutely genius. Because then you have to pick out, oh, bro, that's Jay-Z right there. I hear it, you know? Yeah. So I think uh, – um, That's like – yeah, so like trends like that. Like there's been a couple artists that have done that for a few of their albums. Like trends like that, like I love that. Like Tyler, the creator, did that when he first dropped his album, which I think is album – I think that's album of the year. Uh, his – was I forget what it's called. Uh, dang, I forget what it's called. But his album that he dropped this year, that's album of the year for me. And he did that when it first came out. Like he didn't have any artists. Like you just had to listen through it, and you just went yeah. from there. Um, another shout out to Nas and his album, um, King Disease 2. That album is, ble- like, that album is so blessed. That album gets me hype. I love that album so much. It's definitely not, like, you know, I think everybody knows who Nas is. Nas doesn't, it's, it's not like, you know, the pop. Not, not, not the father, not the father of Lil Nas X. We should just throw that out. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, if you don't know who it is, not his dad. <laughs> um. But Nas, like this album, King's Disease, the first King's Disease is amazing. King's Disease 2 is also like a story, like you're saying, like it's a full album. And there are beautiful songs on there. Like the sounds are amazing. Like it is well produced. That's like, that and Tyler, the creator, are like those, those two are my favorite albums of the year. Um, but I've been listening to Nas a lot lately. Like that, that sound, man, the sounds of music are just, it's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. I love it. I love music so much. Just like you do, obviously. Yeah. Walter, you're gonna have you to have, a, you're gonna have to create a playlist because, and we very soon we've had you know a couple mishaps, you know, not being able to do this the, the first couple of weeks, but in a couple of the uh, surrounding universities of North Alabama that's surrounding us, we're going to be hitting up some game days. Oh yeah, go, go to entertainment. We're we're ready. We're coming. We're for traveling. It. 
We're traveling. We're going to be on the road. We're going to have some tailgates. Walker's going to curate a fire playlist, and you're going to get to come yes. hang out with us, the Goat Entertainment crew. Uh, we're all going to be here. Bailey behind the scenes is going to be there. It's going to be – Shout to Bailey. I love so you some Bailey. much fun. Dude, I cannot wait. So, if you want to hear a fire playlist, Walker's got a yeah. head full of music, head full of knowledge of, of some music. Some fire Nick, tunes. Look, let me ask you a question real quick. Do you have an album of the year so far? Do you, or, do have, or do you have one that you – or at least the one that you've listened to the most? Like, this one is your favorite, but, like, you're listening to this one the most. Yeah, you can look it up. Go ahead. That's Spotify. Um, no, yeah, you're good. Like, knowing stuff off the top of my head, that's pretty difficult. Yeah. Sure. Oh, freak, that is tough. Um, I thought – this is going to be weird. I thought um, – I mean, I love Donda, and Donda's really good. I think uh, the second album, as far as that, what a lot of people are going to say, I think the second album that Bieber put out – I can't remember what it's called. Oh, okay. That, yeah. I think that was a good album. Uh, a lot better than that uh, Changes album he put out. I hated that Changes yes, album. Okay. I think that was good. <laughs> um, I only liked a couple of songs on there personally. Great. What else do we have? Um, I've listened to more singles. That's the problem. Is like I'll listen to just like, you know, a couple of songs and let that be it. Um, yeah, so that's – I was going to say, yeah, people listen to music differently. Like you, like you said, you probably just, like you said, you listen to a lot of singles. Yeah. I listen to a lot of playlists with a lot of big chunks of albums. Yeah. And then every once in a while, I'll just go on an album and just play it through. But I used to do that a lot when I was younger, but not yeah. so much anymore. So yeah. everybody listens to music yeah. differently, man. One of my favorite bands, though, One Republic, a couple of weeks ago, put out a new album. It's been five years since they put out an album. Oh, there. yeah, yeah. I heard about that. We, yeah. hadn't, we hadn't even, like, started our first so our first ever podcast episode, Walker, we talked about the One Republic concert for that last album that we had just went to like two weeks beforehand. So it's been really? five, it's been five years since I put out an album, and obviously Ryan Tedder writes for everyone. He everybody everybody everywhere. I mean, freaking, he's doing like Lil Nas X's stuff. He did uh, Peaches with Justin Bieber. Like he's doing like all these just different genres and songs. So yeah, yeah, it's. It's amazing. I finally listened through the whole thing. Just because there's been so much content, so much music that's came out the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's crazy. Donda came out two days later. That's what's crazy. So One Republic dropped their album Human, and then Donda dropped two days later. So I had to drop everything I was listening to and listen to Donda. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so that's I can't really say. I mean, I think Donda was the most probably Donda and Certified Loverboy were the most you know anticipated albums coming out. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of especially over the that. past couple of months honestly over the past year yeah I would, I would say they're probably most anticipated it's like those two and there's like a huge gap and yeah. it's like Tyler the creator and then like a handful of other people but like yeah. I mean like bro, Kanye like no matter what Kanye does he'll always be at the top of the game no matter what Drake yeah. does he'll be at the top of the game until he's like 50 something like I I, I just truly believe that I truly believe it People are still, I mean, bro, people are still waiting to hear from Frank Ocean. Like, oh, yeah, bro. That's still when Frank crazy. Ocean drops the album, I'm going to disappear. Y'all ain't going to hear nothing from I'll tell me. you one of my all-time favorite songs is Thinking About Forever, or Think About You, yeah. Yeah, Think About You, yeah. Think I About You is one of my all-time favorite songs. Everything wow. Frank Ocean does, man. I'm a huge fan. Shout out to the oh, Met Gala, by the way. He had his outfit. Yeah. I was going to say his outfit for the Met Gala was kind of funny. He had like a robot baby that he was holding. It was very much that was that freaked me out. Rich people. <laughs> it was very much rich, rich people. Such a rich person thing to do. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! 
Yeah, dude, but freaking Blonde was an amazing album too. I'm at, a, a beautiful album. Like that's a full like like a, that was a work of art. That was a work of art. That's a full album. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Walter. Anything else you want to just chop it up with about for a few minutes while we got left? Or, um, I don't remember her name, but there's a Canadian tennis player. I don't know if you saw this, but she won the U.S. Open. Um, she's like 18. I did see uh, that. Yeah, she, yeah, I did see. Yeah, that. she's 18. She's the youngest ever to win it since Maria Sharapova in 2003. Um, she, I think she's like ranked 200 something in the world. Jeez. She like, yeah, she's not, she wasn't even like in the top. I don't even know. I don't think she, she had to like qualify from the outside rounds in the U S open to get to the actual U S open. And she was the first person to ever do that. to like win the U S open or like win a major that way. So shout out to her, man, whatever your name is. Hey. I forget what your name is. I'm so sorry. Whoever you are, shout congratulations. That's, I mean, Maria that is has been in the game. For a long Forever. time. She's been killing Forever. it for a long freaking time. Yeah. So, I mean, to, to do that, that's that's an amazing accomplishment. So, congrats yeah, to you. So shout you to, yeah. Yeah. If you guys are putting out that work, putting in that work, man, it'll, it'll come to fruition. We believe. Me and Nick yeah. believe. We believe in, in the work you're putting in. Hey, facts. So, yeah. So, anyways, this has been uh, this week's episode of Goat Entertainment's podcast. I mean, as always, you know, please like, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell everybody about it, please. We appreciate the feedback. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you know, leave us a five-star review. Tell us what we're doing good. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Tell us what you want to hear about. So, yeah, we've been your host this week. My name is Nick Gordon. This is Walker Kirk. And we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.